This is Salo Drive Through Therapy. Thank you so much for joining me today on another episode. And as always, I want to thank you and show you my gratitude for your sharing and your listening and your support. It's wonderful and it's humbling, very humbling. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about you know, fear, regret, anger are states of emotions that don't help us move forward. We can justify anger and staying in it for so long. We can even justify needing to go back to the past and say our shouldas and couldas and wouldas. We can justify it, especially when we go through some type of heartbreak or times that we have experienced injustice. But for anybody out there that wants to stay in anger, hopefully I talk you out of that feeling of anger and regret and fear today. It's a prison, and I want to set you free. Even better, I want you to set yourself free, because that's the only person that can really do it. And if you're about to start this pathway to the grudge holding and the anger, I want to be the first to tell you don't. Don't even go in that neighborhood, because once you go in there, it's hard to get out. It takes a lot of work. We can spend our time getting angry at that person, but it's a form of obsession. It is. You still flatter them by your anger, by the time that you spent thinking about them and all the injustices they did. There's a form of self-shaming and self-guilt that happens in that anger as well. And I talked about that before in the Unbreak My Heart episode, the part one. And that self-shaming and self-guilting is an immobile emotion. They're both immobile emotions. And if you engage in that, it becomes difficult to move forward with these immobile emotions. That's what shame does. It keeps you stuck, repeating the same story over and over again, getting yourself angry and angrier and angrier in your mind. And whether it's a relationship that you hold a grudge on or a relationship with a family, something that happened in your childhood, trauma, all of that, it'll eat you up on the inside. As a child, you didn't have the capabilities and the logic that you do as an adult. Your childish world was very small. Your experiences were very limited. And so you couldn't do a lot of perspective taking with the adults. So you used the child logic to get over whatever you were getting over at that time and trying to survive. But child logic says you know, about circumstances outside of them or events that are negative outside of them, the child usually thinks, how does this relate to me? What is it that I did to cause this problem? Unfortunately, if the child never learns to resolve that, they will get into adulthood with the same logic. I must have been defective somehow for this thing to happen to me. I must have been no good. And all that self-shaming and self-guilting will continue on. But the thing is, as a child, you didn't have a choice with that reasoning, with that logic. But as an adult, knowing what you know, you do have a choice to change and you can change. And that's what it's about today. It's about healing ourselves from the child logic or even from the logic that was not even childish, but maybe younger or immature. And we can learn to outgrow the regrets and the fears and the, and the trauma. You know, it cannot be forgotten and that's not the point, but it can be resolved. That shame and guilt, it's... 
outcome is going to be, besides being stuck emotionally, is going to be destructive, self-destructive. Because that's what people that are feeling guilty or shameful do. They self-destruct and their behaviors are self-destructive. They self-sabotage a lot. And they do this subconsciously. They're not even doing this intentionally. They get in the way of their own relationships, of their own self-love. They make decisions that they do not love themselves for, and they end up living with that regret. And it's a festering, filthy situation, all for the purpose to punish one's self. Because again, they have this idea that somehow they caused whatever happened to them. They're not doing this consciously. They're doing it subconsciously. Because think about it, if I liked myself on the inside, I would defend it. I wouldn't want to hurt it. People that engage in self-destructive decisions, behaviors, self-sabotage, don't like a part of them on the inside, if not the whole thing. There's nothing to defend. There's nothing worthy of defending. And I'm going to prove that to you uh, with a song that is uh, sung by, and I think he's the writer of it. It's, he's got to be uh, NF, and you can catch it on YouTube. The author is, or the singer is NF, and the song is called Mansion. This song is really powerful. I mean, if you just read the lyrics, if you listen to the song, it's pretty great. But if you read the lyrics and slow it down a little bit, you're like, oh my God, this is a perfect way to describe what regret, fear, lack of trust in others look like. That's what a cut in the soul sounds like. So I'm going to read the lyrics to you today, you guys, and uh, we're going to look at them because I want you to have a choice in what you want to become. And the last thing I want you to become, the last thing I want NF to become is this person who's in that much pain internally. So whatever happened to him is gone and he's still reliving it over and over again through his pain, through his guilt, through his shame. It's never resolved. It's never brought into more mature logic uh, where you're relieved from the responsibility and you only own what you own and you release the rest. So I'm going to read that to you. Um, I have it down here to be towards the end of the song. <laughs> I know like th that's just so unclear, but when I start reading it, you'll get what I'm saying. Let me have it in front of me here. But first I want to set it up for you, uh, give you a little bit of background. He's basically calling himself, his mind, a mansion, right? It has these great things and uh but it's and, and but he talks about rooms in the mansion and he describes them and those are the rooms that he has uh that are occupying his mind and this is one of them and let me read that to you okay he says uh, yo my mind is a house with walls covered in pain see my problem is i don't fix things i just try to repaint cover them up like it never happened. Say, I wish I could change. Are you confused? Come upstairs and I'll show you what I mean. This room's full of regrets. Just keeps getting fuller, it seems. The moment I walk in, it is the same moment I, that I want to leave. I get sick to my stomach every time I look at these things. But it's hard to look past when this is the room where I sleep. I look around. One of the worst things I wrote on these walls was the moment I realized that I was losing my mom. And one of the first things I wrote was I wish I, I would have called, but I should just stop now. We ain't got enough room in this song. 
and I regret the fact that I struggle trying to find who I am, and I lie to myself and say I do the best that I can, shrug it off like it ain't nothing, like it's just out of my, my hands, then get ticked off whenever I see it affecting my plans. And I regret watching these trust issues eat me alive. And at the rate I'm going, they'll probably still be there when I die. Congratulations, you'll always have a room in my mind. The question is, will I ever clean the walls off in time? All right, so that's the first part that I'm going to read. And, and you can definitely tell what he's saying. I mean, it's just pretty darn clear, but I love how he describes it, that he keeps being stuck in these rooms. There, He doesn't see windows. He doesn't see doors. He just sees boxes, dark boxes. And he doesn't change the furniture. He's afraid to change it. He's afraid to change or paint the walls. Or if he repaints them, it still doesn't solve the problem. And how many of us have done that? We've kind of just painted over them. And what I mean by painting over them, we've maybe went from, you know, instead of healing from a relationship, we just moved on to another one. Instead of healing from trust issues and learning to trust again, we just keep glorifying the idea that trust doesn't exist and that people should earn it. And I keep people at a distance and detach and not emotionally invest because I'm afraid to get hurt. How many of us do that? It's pretty interesting, but it's also a pretty immature way of living. It doesn't fulfill your needs. You know, I think when I think of NF and his trust issues, and he says that he may never solve, resolve that situation. The thing is, trust, like I said before, requires risk and he cannot know the outcome. He can't, but he's still using the child logic. He wants to go back there and he wants to get relief from the first person that let him down. And it sounds like childhood situations, I think, uh, but he wants to go back there and he wants to resolve that. It's childish in logic. It won't really be effective for him because he cannot go to the past and get that relief. The relief has to be done now. It has to be done with him as taking responsibility as an adult for how he feels. Because happiness is a choice. Trust is a choice. And it's a choice you make. People don't have to earn it, perform for it. You just do it or you don't. So it keeps you at an immature level when it comes to relationships. It keeps you from moving forward or building anything. Because... Not too many things in that room I'm willing to show people. Not too many things in that room I'm willing to trust myself with or even want to look at. So, yeah, you could you could def- you could definitely see or hear how uh, restricted this person is in, in their own mind. It served them well to write the music, but he can't get out. So even hearing him tell the story is... Uh, uncomfortable because he's not getting out he he wants to live there and he and he does very good job telling you exactly what he does to stay there he doesn't he just repaints over these walls doesn't really deal with it he doesn't sift through his furniture doesn't throw things out he just keeps them there because he doesn't want to look at them i'd rather not look at them than actually have to sift through them it's pretty filthy pretty filthy so that's regret and fear and uh, you could see how this can trap you okay 
So now I'm going to go to the last part of the song. So that was in the middle of the song. So this is the last part of the song. And this one is definitely about trust. This portion is definitely about trust. And you'll hear the level of fixation that he's, he's on. He's, he's pretty stuck in this interpretation and it's not going to be nice. So I, I want to, I want you to really notice how trapped he is in there with his own thoughts. Okay. Here we go. This is the next verse uh, of the song. And this is towards the end. Actually, I think the last verse. So this part of my house, no one's been in it for years. I built a safe room and I don't let no one in there. Because if I do, there's a chance they might disappear and not come back. And I admit I'm emotionally scared to let anyone inside. So I just leave my doors locked. You might get other doors to open up, but this door is not. Because I don't want you to have the opportunity to hurt me. And I'll be the only person that I can blame when you desert me. I'm barricaded inside, so stop watching. I'm not coming to the door, so stop knocking. Stop knocking. I'm trapped here. God keeps saying I'm not locked in. I chose this. I'm lost in my own conscience. I know that shutting the wall down ain't solving the problem. But I didn't build this house because I thought it would solve them. I built it because I thought that it was safer in there. But it's not. I'm not the only thing that's living in here. Fear came to my house years ago. I let him in. Maybe that's the problem because I've been dealing with this ever since. I thought that he would leave, but it's obvious he never did. He must have picked the room and got comfortable and settled in. Now, I'm in a position it's either sit here and let him win or put him back outside where he came from, but I never can. Because in order to do that, I have to open the doors. Is that me or the fear talking? I don't know anymore. Mm. That's a good, I mean, fuck, that's a, that's a really great way to describe what fear does in your own brain. And you can even think about this when it comes to phobias or anxiety. That's what fear does. When we open the doors and let fear in, and he's talking specifically about trust as well. I let fear in, uh, and that has been taken over for me. That has, that has been making my decisions. So it's hard for me to trust people when I have fear. It's hard for me to take a step forward and go into the not unknown and go into the new and grow with that, with my fear. It's very difficult to do that. So I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I heard the song and I'm thinking, man, it, you know, you know, when you just, cause I was just talking about the flow, right? I was just talking about the flow in the previous episode, a stop working and follow your bliss episode. This is exactly what I mean. This guy, NF, is just amazing in the way he describes this. Amazing. I mean, you could definitely tell it's in his flow, the way he describes it. It's just beautiful. And it's sad that he's using that in this way, but it is helping humanity in some form. But he's kind of making the rules and he's saying, I'm, I'm, I never can. I can never open that door. I, and he says, I never can. And, um, he's still, he's still stuck. He's making plans to never do that. That's no good. No good enough. I want you to be able to open those doors to take the risk because you miss out on the beauty of being vulnerable with another person, with another human being. That's what love is. All right. Discussion about regrets and fears and which also results in anger and holding those grudges, 
never learning to resolve them and move them into the adult logic will get us stuck. Will get us stuck. We have to outgrow our old beliefs. If they're no longer serving us, we have to take a look at them. If they're resulting in anger, in sadness, in emotional distancing and detachment, in distrust of others, they're worth looking at, people. I don't want to live like that. I know you don't want to live like that. We got to take responsibility for how we feel. And many people want to hold on to their grudges. They want to hold on to their anger. At one point, it may have even motivated you to do better. But what we're finding out is that it might have served you well in the beginning, so you decide to keep it, but you don't outgrow it and it ends up hurting now. You don't need it anymore. You've been safe for many, many years. You don't need that anger anymore to defend you or to help you survive, but yet you're still using it. So I ask you to reflect on that. Look back and see if there's any feeling that's causing discomfort, fear, grudge holding, shame, guilt. Let Take a look at these feelings. Confront them. Open up these doors and look at them. Take responsibility for what's yours and whatever that's not yours, do not take responsibility for. You release it. You send it back to whoever belongs and you do that emotionally. You don't have to do that in, in person. You don't. We don't need to do that in person. The closure that you need is internal, my friends. You've had the power all along. If you've been living with regret, anger, shame, you've had the power all along. You're the only one that had to expect that the person that hurt you would come back and somehow save you, whether it's your mom, your father, uh, your ex. These people cannot, they never had the skills to begin with to not hurt you. So how are they going to suddenly have the skills to heal you? It's, it's, it's downright impossible, really. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to wait. I don't want you to wait because it's childish logic to think that this person inflicted the pain and now they can relieve me from it. I don't want you to live there anymore. We're done with that. Move forward with me. Decide to do that and move forward. Confront every uncomfortable feeling, every uncomfortable thought, and get to a safer place. You don't need them anymore. You don't need the fear. You don't need the pain to motivate you. You don't need the anger to motivate you anymore. We know it's not working because the quality of life has been miserable. And if you can hear NF in his song, who wants to live in that freaking mansion? Oh, it's a mansion. It's beautiful, all right? It's huge. It's it's big, but it's filled up with dirt, junk, darkness. So, yeah. Oh, gosh, that was uh, rough. But um, I say this from love. If you guys knew how beautiful it is to make that transformation and to change you wouldn't sit in that guilt, that shame, that grudge, that fear, that loneliness, that darkness for one more minute. But we don't know. And so we have to take the risk to change, to go to the unknown. All right. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And I appreciate you sitting along with this. <laughs> Hopefully it's useful to someone. I'm a fan of music. So sometimes I, um, as I think many people are, but, uh, yeah, you can email me at T-A-L-A-I-B-R-A-8888 at gmail.com. Hey, you guys, I just want to remind you that we only get one chance to live this life. That's it. 
There's no redos on this one. And I don't want you to live it one more day with anger, with resentment, with sadness, with regrets. It's not worth it. So spend it being urgent about your need to get happy and peaceful on the inside. Spend every moment, every day choosing happiness and peace. And this has been an episode of Drive Through. Thank you.